Welcome to Around the NBA with Chris Merrick. I'm Blazerland and Rip City 2's Chris Craig. And I'm Eric Milligan from Anacortes, Washington on Bovada Sportsbook right now, checking out the NBA futures, and we'll talk more about that later. And this is Season 3, Episode number 10. Preseason is over. The regular season is about to begin on Tuesday. We have news and highlights from for now. you. Two days from two now. Two days from now, yes. Two days. Blazers will start on Wednesday. But the NBA uh, will begin the regular season on Tuesday, December 22nd, two days away. Exciting news. Exciting. And we have news and highlights for you. We have, uh, we're have. we going to talk about some of the preseason games that have happened. Uh, we have uh, our Western Conference preview and predictions. Yes. As well as your comments and questions. Without further ado, here we go. All right. Uh, during Thursday night's game between the Wizards and the Pistons, there was a near fight with about eight and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Oh, I didn't know about as, this. As the Wizards ran down the court off an Isaac Bonga rebound, Thomas Bryant and Blake Griffin were already on the other end. Thomas Bryant tried to gain position beneath the basket when Blake, Blake, excuse me, when Blake Griffin grabbed him around the waist and threw him to the floor like a rag doll. What? Bryant got up as quickly. Bryant got up as quickly. And as the reps whistled Griffin for the foul and charged Griffin, excuse me, who merely laughed at wow. Bryant's challenge to fight, as the refs and teammate Maurice Wagner held him back. Griffin was assessed a flagrant one on the play, and get this, Thomas Bryant was fined $45,000 for the incident because he repeatedly, inappropriately touched a referee while trying to get to Griffin. Uh, what a way to add insult to injury. Man, oh my goodness. Remember when uh, uh, Andre Miller uh, pushed Blake Griffin? Yes, remember that? I do. Yeah, yeah I he was kind of getting elbowed on one side, too. Andre Miller just ran down the floor. Just and ran, just, just knocked him down. I couldn't believe it. Threw him, <laughs> pushed him down. Yes. Um, and he like fell to the floor. Yeah, he fell hard to the floor. He and did. He, he got, flew. And he got suspended, and it ended his um, consecutive game streak. Yep, I remember that. I didn't know this happened. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and Griffin just got a flagrant. I don't know. I haven't heard if he got suspended or not. I don't think so. Right. I think he just got the flagrant one, and they went on, and the Pistons ended up winning that one. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Um. The, N- the NBA is investigating a claim the Clippers and and advisor Jerry West, after reports of tampering in the recruitment of Kawhi Leonard, a man named Johnny Wilkes is suing yeah. West, contending yep. he's owed. $2.5 million by the Clippers and West after helping to recruit Kawhi Leonard prior to the 2019-20 season. Yeah, I heard about Wilkes, this. Wilkes said he came to West during the offseason saying he knew Kawhi's uncle Dennis Robertson and could persuade Leonard to choose the Clippers over the Lakers and the Raptors in free agency. Wilkes said West agreed to pay him $2.5 million to deliver and when he did, he was not paid. Both the Clippers and the West's vehemently deny, deny the accusation. Leonard has also denied the accusations himself, saying Wilkes had nothing to do with his decision to choose the Clippers in free agency. If the Clippers are caught having tampered to bring in Kawhi Leonard, they could face severe league discipline. Right. What do you think? What do you think about this, Eric? Do you think that actually happened? Do I think? Yes. Yeah. Think they're lying? You think Kawhi Leonard's lying? Well, no. I think. Uh, Jerry West made a deal with this guy, right? And then you don't think Kawhi Leonard knows about it, right? But Kawhi Leonard saying it that never that it had nothing to do with his decision to 
go to L.A. He's wanted to go home. Right. And but this guy's just trying know. to make maybe money of saying that he was in Kawhi's ear. Right, right. Well, you know, he was saying he was in Kawhi's uncle's ear, so maybe Kawhi just doesn't even know about it. Right. And, you know, he was in Kawhi's uncle's ear, and then Kawhi's uncle was in Kawhi's ear saying, go to L.A., go to the Clippers, go to the Clippers, go to the Clippers. Right. So who knows? But the NBA is investigating, and if there's something there, I'm sure they will find out. I mean, regardless of why Kawhi made the decision, whether he made the decision because he wanted to live in California or not, right? if Jerry West made that deal, he made that deal. Right, yeah. And he... And if he did, he's going to get busted for it. They're going to find out. They can't take their picks. Their picks are already gone. I know they don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? You take games. You make them. You, you remember that time? Was it with Joe games? Smith? There was tampering charges with Joe Smith, and then they right. took like Minnesota Timberwolves picks like for three straight seasons or something. Oh, I like remember that. that. Yes. Yeah. But they can't yeah, take saying, the Clippers picks. Clippers already yeah, gave they can't, their picks. They don't have any. Yeah, and they're also saying they can take picks this year if people violate, if teams or players violate the. Safety protocol, so we'll see if that happens. But yeah, they can't take. They said they're going to take picks for any. that. They could take picks, yes, Ooh, or wow. make or make teams forfeit games. Wow. Yep. I yep. saw that only one person tested positive last week. Yes, yes, and that's one of the news. Yeah, uh, one person from December tenth uh, through eighteen out of five hundred and forty-nine players. That's amazing. Has tested positive, so yeah, hopefully that person is not Mister Little, so we can get him back. <laughs> And hopefully the team will just uh, be playing in a in a living a living uh, bubble where right. they just all are smart and take care of themselves. That would be good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets have expanded trade talks beyond Hart, James Harden's preferred destinations. Several West and East Coast playoff tier teams have expressed interest in him and are willing to part with big assets to get him. The Sixers are willing to trade Ben Simmons in the package for Harden, but so far the Rockets aren't happy with any of the complete packages the Sixers have offered. The they Harden should trade. Tra- yeah. They should trade Harden, <laughs> because they can trade him to whoever they want. They should trade him to Washington for Beal. <laughs> oh, they should. Wouldn't that would that be hilarious? hilarious? That would be hilarious. You could have Westbrook yes. and Harden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would make them better. I would love it. It would, but yeah. It would, I would make love it better, but it'd just be funny. <laughs> That'd be awesome, yeah. Houston might do that too, if they, you know, get Bill and a couple other players and some picks. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Now Harden though says he's focused on being in Houston yeah, and he right. said that the reason that he was in Vegas was to practice and to get ready for the season. Wow. Despite getting caught in clubs there. Right. My goodness. Uh, the results for the 2020-21 NBA GM survey were released Friday. 81% of the GMs believe the Lakers will repeat as champions. The Clippers were second with only 11%. We have other other results from that uh, survey. Looking at uh, Bovada Sportsbook, yeah. who do you think they have as the top three teams to win the championship? I would say uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. No, actually, I was surprised. The no, Lakers, wow. Clippers, and try again. The Heat? What? The Heat? Yes, the Heat. The, Heat, the team yeah. that went to the... And then I'm really surprised by the fourth team. The Celtics. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm going in the wrong order. Oh, I'm going, going up order. and down as opposed to left to right. It's actually the Lakers, then the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Then the Bucks. 
Yeah, I mean the then Nets are going to be Clippers, good. I don't know if they're going to be able to win the championship. Then the this Celtics, year. then the Sixers, then the Heat. Heat get no respect. Wow. Then Man, the Golden State the Warriors. Then the Nuggets. What? Then the Mavericks. Then the Raptors. And then that must the be pre Clay Thompson injury. There's no way the Warriors without Clay Thompson are going to win a championship this year. It's not going to happen. Not even going to be close. Well, they're picked ahead of Denver, Dallas, Toronto, and Portland. And we'll talk that's, more about that's that terrible. later in the podcast that's when terrible. we do a Western Conference but, uh, preview. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> about Bavada's um, picks. Anyway, yeah, and I'll talk about my wet picks for the Western Conference later. Anyway, the GM survey, uh, the top four teams in the East, uh, as for the GM survey, will be the Bucks at number one, the 76ers at number two, the Celtics at number three, and the Nets at number four. Then Toronto is fifth, Indiana is sixth, Miami is seventh, and Orlando is eighth. So they don't even have Atlanta in the top eight. Wow. And in the West, uh, the top four teams are the... Yeah, they had what? us at fifth, right? What? The Clippers, the Nuggets, then the Lakers, then Utah, then Houston, then Golden State, and the Portland's in seventh. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, wait, this is... Hold on, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I'm looking at last year's. Yeah, I thought oh, they had goodness. us at fifth. Yeah, they, I thought so too. I'm like, wait a minute. All right, hold on. They had uh, um, right. Damian Lillard as the player bad. you'd most like want to take the final shot. Okay, here we go. So, all right. So in the East, they have the top four teams are the Bucks, the Nets are number two, and then the Heat is number three, and Boston is number four. You got Philly at number five, Toronto at six, and Indiana at seven. Yeah. And then in the West, they have the Lakers at number one, the Clippers at number two, Denver at number three, Dallas at number four, Blazers at number five, which is, hey, all right. Uh, and then uh, that means we're not in the, that means we'll be out of the plan. And then six for Utah. But they have 4%. For State, eight for Phoenix. 4%. 4% of the GMs picked Portland to finish second. They did, yes. And what's 4%? Yeah. Is 4% one person? Probably like one or two, maybe. What is? Probably I, one. I need to learn math. Um, one, one out of thirty divided by thirty by is 30 how much? Is three percent. So wait, three point three percent. So one and a half general managers. Said that doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, maybe maybe all thirty general maybe they round up regardless. Part. Even if it's three three, they round it up to right. four. Maybe or maybe all thirty general managers didn't take part. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's that's so, probably right. Yeah. So uh, the the general managers voted on who will win the Kia MVP for 2020-2021. They said Giannis with thirty two percent will win, and then Luka Doncic twenty one percent. Anthony Davis for the Lakers at 18%. And Ravon James at 18%. They're tied at third. Kevin Durant, Brooklyn, 7%. And Nicole Jokic, Denver at six with 4%. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're starting a franchise today and you could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Number one pick, Giannis, Antetokounmpo, Milwaukee, 43%. Luka Doncic, 43%. And number three is 
Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Number one, James Harden, 32%. LeBron James, number two at 29%. Stephen Curry, number three at 11%. Number four, Giannis DeQuampo at 7%. Luka Doncic at 7%. And Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic also at 7%. Uh, which player is most likely to have a breakout season? Number one, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, because he's getting Oklahoma minutes. Oklahoma City Thunder, 15%. Because he's getting minutes. Michael Porter Jr. in Denver. 15%, and that, yeah, I agree with that. He's going to be good this year. Uh, number three, Darren Fox, Sacramento, 12%. Number four, Devin Booker, 8%, along with Zion Williamson of the Pelicans, also 8%. Uh, who's the best point guard in the NBA? Number one, Stephen Curry with 30%. Number two, Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard. Number two, 22%. Nice. Number three, Luka Doncic, who's not a point guard, 19%. Number How four, is he Chris not a Paul. point guard? Who is their point He's, guard? He's a shooting guard, dude. He's not a point guard. He has the ball the entire time. Yeah, but he's not a point. He's not. He's he's not really. He's not really a point guard. He though. makes all their plays. He's not a point guard. Hmm. Chris Paul, Phoenix, fifteen percent, number four. LeBron James, number five, eleven percent, and James Harden down to six, four <laughs> percent. Last year, Stephen Curry and James Harden's not a James Harden and LeBron James aren't point guards either. So they run. They can run the point, but like Doncic, are not a point guards. Uh, Stephen Curry last year had had ninety percent with ninety percent. Wow! So Damian Lillard's closed the gap. He's closed that gap. Yes. Who is the best shooting guard in the NBA? Number one, James Harden, sixty-eight percent. Bradley Bill, eleven percent. Luka Doncic, tied with Bradley Bill for second for best shooting guard in the NBA, eleven percent. Say the shooting guard. For Jimmy Butler, Miami, 7%. Devin Booker, 4%. Last year, James Harden had it at 86%. He only had 68% this year. Who is the best small forward in the NBA? Number one, LeBron James. The Lakers, 57%. Number two, Kawhi Leonard. The Clippers, 25%. And number three, Kevin Durant, Brooklyn, 11%. Yon Antetokounmpo also received votes as the Luka Doncic. They didn't make the top three. Last year, it was Kawhi Leonard with 62%. Now he only has 25%, and LeBron James is playing with 57 That's interesting. That change around. Um, who is the best power forward in the NBA? Number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Milwaukee, 46%. LeBron James, the Lakers, 25%. LeBron James basically David. plays all positions. He's in every, he plays all positions. Yeah, he's just in everyone. He's the best small best. forward? He's the best power is forward. He he's the center? best point guard. He's the best center. No, he's actually not. In, he's not listed as a center here in the survey. That's funny. Uh, Kevin Durant, 7%. Anthony Davis, 21%. Uh, the best center in the NBA, Nicole Jokic, Denver, 50%. Anthony Davis for the Lakers, 43%. Giannis, Tequampo, 7%. Jokic actually has a bigger percentage this year than last year. This year he has 50% of the vote. Last year he only had 48% of the vote. So, wow. Uh, who is the best defensive player in the NBA? Number one, Giannis, Tequampo, Milwaukee, 46%. Two, Anthony Davis, three, Clay Leonard, four, Gobert. Uh... Who's the best international player? Number one, Giannis. Number two, Luka. Number three, Nikola Jokic. Offseason moves. Which team made the best overall moves this offseason? Number one was the Lakers. Number two was the Suns. Number three, the Thunder. Number four, the Hawks, along with the Bucks and Sixers. And then number seven, the, the Blazers, with only 4% of the vote. Um, which player acquisition will make the biggest impact? Number one, Chris Paul and Phoenix, with 44% vote. 
<coughs> two, Drew Holiday in Milwaukee, 33%. Number three, Serge Ibaka with the Clippers, 7%. Who is the most underrated player acquisition? Number one, Serge Ibaka with the Clippers. Number two, Stephen Adams in New Orleans. And Robert Covington for Portland, tied with 11%. At number two. Nice. Nice. Seth Curry, number four in Philadelphia, 6%. Uh, what was the most surprising move of the offseason? Gordon Hayward going to Charlotte, 54%. John Wall, Russell Westbrook trade was 18%. Jeremy Grant to Detroit, 11%. Montrez Harrell to the Lakers, 7%. Who would win the Rookie of the Year? Number one, Lamelo Ball, 39%. James Wiseman, Golden State, 29%. Obi Toppin, 18%. And Anthony Edwards, number one pick in the draft, 7%. Number four. Which rookie will be the best player in... Five years. Number one, James Wiseman, the Warriors, 36%. Number two, Lamelo Ball, 25%. Number three, Anthony Edwards, 14%. Number four, Patrick Williams, 11%. And Isaac Accordo, number five, the Cleveland, 7%. What rookie is the biggest still and where he was selected? Number one, Tyrese Halliburton, pick number 12, 43%. Then Sadiq Bey at 19. 11%. Number two, Carol Lewis, Jr., 13 uh, New Orleans, 7%, and Tyrese Maxey, Philadelphia, 7%. Obi Toppin, 8, number 8. Who is the best head coach in the NBA? Uh, Eric Palestra, Miami, 46%. The Nick Nurse. And yeah, people Fred really Fletcher. liked him. They picked him in all three coaching they categories. Did. They did. Nick Nurse and Popovich are tied for number 2. Then Brad Stevens from Boston, number 4. Which head coach is the best manager, motivator of people? Also, Eric Palestra, like you were saying, 32%. Then Greg Popovich. Steve Kerr, Doc Rivers, and Mike Malone. My check coach makes the best game in-game adjustments. Number one, Eric Spolstra, Miami, Rick Carlisle, Nick Nurse, Brad Stevens, Greg Popovich. Uh, no no Terry Stotts in there, man. No. <laughs> which which new relocated head coach will make the biggest impact on their team? Number one, Steve Nash with Brooklyn. Number two, Doc Rivers with Philadelphia. Number three, Tyrone Lou with the Clippers, tied with Cam Ben Gundy in the number five. Billy Donovan in Chicago, tied with Tom Thibodeau in New York. By the way, I'm looking at the, the survey with you right now, and it said last year it was Monty Williams. Monty Williams, 43%. Yeah. Why is he not mentioned as, like, a great coach, as, like, a coach of the year? He is. He almost got the Suns to the playoffs, man. Yeah. So close. 8-0 in the bubble. They've had their best year in a while. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He should be on, yeah. I mean, they, they mentioned him as last year, but they should mention him more. Mm -hmm. uh, who is the best assistant coach in the NBA? Mike D'Antoni, Brooklyn. Chris Finch, Toronto, along with Darren Ham for number two. Jason Kidd, Charles Lee from Milwaukee, and Wes Unsell Jr. in Denver at number four. Uh, which active players will make the best head coach someday? Number one, Chris Paul, Phoenix, 36%. Number two, Rajon Rondo from Atlanta, 29%. And number three, that's uh, a tie between Adonis Haslam and Garrett Temple. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, which team has the most promising young core? Number one is the Pelicans. Number two is the Grizzlies. Number three, the Hawks. Interesting. Uh, which player is the best passer? LeBron James, number one. Nicole Jokic, number two. Luka Doncic and Chris Paul tied for number three. Who's the toughest player in the NBA? Number one, Steve Adams. Hmm. Number two, P.J. Tucker. Number three, Jimmy Butler. Tied with Marcus Smart. Interesting. Who is the most versatile player in the NBA? Number one, LeBron James. Number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Three, Anthony Davis. And Kawhi Leonard tied there. 
Uh, which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? Yeah. One, Dame time. Damian Lillard. 32%. Yes. Dame time. Dame time. And then Stephen Curry at number two. Kevin Durant, number three. Doncic four. And Chris Paul, number five. Damian Lillard, though. Taking it with 30%. Last year, it was Stephen Curry with 44% in that category. Mm-hmm. He's down to 25%. Damian wins with 32%. Dame time. And the last one is, what is the biggest pandemic-related challenge facing your team this season? Number one is travel, protocols, and the safety on the road at 21%. Number two is staying healthy, 18%. Number three is compliance and responsibility at 7%. Along with lack of fans, lack of group interaction, mental health, and unpredictability. There you go. And you can look at that on NBA.com. Yeah. Right. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a four-year super max extension to yes, stay with did. Milwaukee for $228 million. He says, it's the place I want to be. Yep. It's the place I want to raise my kids. I feel good here. My family feels good here, so I'm good. I'm a man of my word. This is big. This is big. Being on a team that has trusted me, believed in me, took care of me, took care of my family. I always want to get back, and I've been trying to get back since day one. Since I've been here, I've got more to give. Nice. Staying in Milwaukee. Uh, the coach found out when he was actually pulling out of the parking lot in his car. And uh, he got a phone call and found out about it. And he was ecstatic. I, so, yeah, he's staying in Milwaukee. He's not going to L.A., thank goodness. Yeah. We're, we're safe for now. And hopefully that starts a trend with him and yeah, Damian Lillard as being players that want to stick with the team that drafted yeah, them. I like that. I like that loyalty. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And that's, that's what's going to help teams get better. It's going to help. Balance NBA a little more if those stars stay yeah. with their teams. It's about um, trying to get your team to win, not just like going somewhere where you right. can get something for yourself. Because right. I was thinking easy, about easy, that. Yeah, easy I was thinking about that just the other day. I was like, if Damian Lillard only cared solely about just having a championship for him, for his resume, he'd already have one. He could have played for the Lakers last year. He could have. He could LeBron have wanted him. him. Yeah. He, they, had, yeah. they had room to sign him. He could have signed, you know, or forced to trade to L.A. and they would have won a title last year. And then he would yeah. have a ring on his resume. But winning championships is about the team and helping your team right. that, that, you know, not just hightailing it out of town to get a ring like James Harden's trying to do. Right. And it means more to him to bring it back here to Portland, not yeah. to win it somewhere else. Easy. Yeah. Hotel Reading. Yeah. Um, the NBA Board of Governors voted to keep the coaches challenge. Uh, was started the last season on oh. an experimental basis, and they're making it permanent. It's oh, now a wow. part of the NBA's rules. Yeah. Cool. The NBA Foundation announced on Thursday the first grants and their promise to drive economic empowerment in black communities. The initial grants were $2 million, rewarded to seven organizations, uh, Exalt, Management Leadership for Tomorrow, Marcus Graham Project, Operation Dream, Team Incorporation, The Knowledge House, and... The Youth Empowerment Project, congratulations to all those organizations. Hope you do well in your community. Uh, Chauncey Billups and Shane Battier were selected to the Michigan Hall of Fame on Wednesday. So congrats to them. Uh, Gordon Hayward fractured a finger on his right hand Monday versus the Raptors. Jeez. And is listed as day-to-day. Oh, my God. That guy <laughs> can't just started with his team. He can't get a break. He can't get a break. Oh, he can get a break. That's all he gets are breaks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> No, no, no pun intended there. <laughs> no fun intended. No fun intended. 
Uh, the NBA Board of Governors signed off Friday on the selling of the Utah Jazz to a group led by the entrepreneur uh, Ryan Smith uh, from the Miller family uh, and owner Greg Miller. So the Jazz under new ownership. Um, the Orlando Magic will allow 4,000 socially distanced fans at Amway Center for games during the regular season. Uh, the Cavs will host 300 fans per game. Uh, the Pacers want to get fans back at games starting in January. The Spurs are also targeting they're targeting January 1st to bring back fans. And the Raptors have said they will host a limited number of fans inside Tampa's in Tampa. Amalie Arena in Tampa Bay. How much yes, are these tickets going to cost? They're going to be outrageous. It's going to be life savings. No, not that much, but it's going to be outrageous. It's going to be crazy. People are going to buy them. I'm trying to find online. We went through this last week. I'm trying to think, like, when are they going to... How to get cheap NBA, the most expensive NBA teams. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know how much they're going to cost. Yeah, it's going to be insane. And I'm sure we'll find out pretty... I mean, pretty... I mean, because uh, the season's going to start... And we're probably going to be hearing about how ridiculous they are. Um, the Detroit Pistons have waived Angelo Ball. So uh, the era of three balls in the NBA. Has oh, hold on. Ended. I found something. Yeah. The Cleveland-Charlotte game has zero tickets left. The Philadelphia-Cleveland game has zero tickets left. But Cleveland at Orlando appears to have tickets. Hold on. Let me see this. Okay. Cleveland Cavaliers at Orlando Magic, January 4th, 7 p.m. I'm on StubHub. Okay. There are tickets, a promenade and 2.30, like way in the back, kind of at an angle. It says $18. And the most expensive ones I can find are... Yeah, it looks like, yeah, they're, they're selling quite a few tickets here. Well, um, there's the Cavs. Relatively uh, <laughs> cheap. I'm surprised they're not selling them for me. Yeah, that's interesting. Right, why aren't they selling them all for not for, like, we should, okay, here's section 118, $500. Oh, here you go. Yeah, the most expensive tickets are the suites. There's a suite for $381. Terrace and Terrace and Promenade Sideline. Uh, they're all far away from the court. Looks like, yeah, like the lower bowl, but only the upper half of the lower bowl, not the full. So nobody's gonna be close too close to the court. Right. Well, they're already gonna back up the oh, wow the seating. So did it say Orlando? So this is Orlando selling tickets. In what you yeah, just Orlando read, they, they said Orlando. Yeah, they're gonna allow four thousand fans. 4,000 fans. Yeah, and the tickets are on sale January 4th. There you go. If Portland does this, we're going to go, right? Especially if we can get tickets oh, yeah. for $18. Heck yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure if they did, they'll probably start in January, sometime between January and March. Here, oh, it okay. says additional health protocols may be required for entry to this venue. Mask. Mask and Please reference the venue's website <laughs> for more information. Yeah. For your safety and to support physical distancing Probably between groups checks. of fans of this event, tickets are only available in the listed quantities and cannot be split. Wow. 
So there you go. Tickets are there on sale go. for the NBA. They're on sale. Get them while you can. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, so the Detroit Pistons have waived the Angelo Bowl, so the uh, saga of the three ball brothers in the NBA has mm-hmm. come to a quick end. Too bad. Uh, Ofar was very proud of having all three of his sons in the NBA, so they still got two. Uh, the NBA governors have approved March 25th as the trade deadline. So that's going to happen on March 25th. Uh, Jeremy Wen is signing with the Golden State Warriors once he gets released from his team in China. Um, South Carolina Councilwoman Dolly Myers used government money to stock former NBA star Magic Johnson in New Jersey. What's that? about this? What's that? A South Carolina councilwoman named Dolly Myers used government money from her position to stalk former NBA star Magic Johnson on a, in a, on a trip to New Jersey. When? This, like, just happened. You can look it up. It just happened. Really? Recently, I think, yeah. Interesting. She's like, they caught her. She's, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Damian Lillard has listed Russell Westbrook as his arch nemesis. He said, if I had to say I had an arch nemesis, it would probably be Russell Westbrook. Because when me and Russ play, we go after each other. Lillard said in Instagram Live with Fat Joe. He said, it's been that way every time we played since I've been to the NBA. Eight straight years of just me and him going at each other. Nice. And waving goodbye at him in the playoffs. And waiting to buy in the playoffs. Can you imagine what Westbrook would do if he beat Portland in a playoff series? Oh, it would be. They're probably never going to meet in the finals again. I mean, in the playoffs again. I don't think so. Westbrook's on the East Coast. Right, yeah. Westbrook would just, like, rub it in Dame's face. No, he would, yeah. Wouldn't be be a pretty sight. It's never going to happen, though. I think Westbrook's days in the Western Conference are done. Well, I mean, after his contract's over, he might go tell Ride back to the the Lakers or something. Oh, that's true. Who knows? Uh, for, so, but for a while, though, we're good. Um, Rudy Gobert has agreed to a five-year, yeah. $205 million extension. That was surprising per- to apparently me. Apparently the largest ever contract for a big man. Yeah, that was surprising to me. I thought he'd be a f- go go the free agency route, but this is well, good. Players, players are settling down now and saying we're not going you know, to – that's you know people have been opening up a lot of cap space for next summer, and now those are maybe the top two free agents are signing extensions and won't be won't be available in free agency. Right. Well, it's it's uh, strange to me because it's just a terrible contract for the Jazz. I mean, Rudy Gobert is only getting older. Like five, you know, at the he's end of that contract, it's he's not their identity. He's their identity. Man. He's how they win games. Yeah, but that's they way overpaid though, man. That's gonna come back and haunt them. Yeah. Yeah. Um Kyrie Irving cleansed the court and is returned to Boston as he was doing pregame workouts. He actually lit Sage and he walked around the court and cleansed the court in Boston. Wow. <laughs> My goodness. Oh man. Uh, the Blazers will not pursue a contract extension with Zach Collins. He will become a restricted free agent this summer. Interesting. So we didn't. So the Blazers didn't get one with, uh, an extension with Collins, and they didn't get an extension with Kerry Jr. And they're both going to be restricted free agents 
uh, come the summer so, or the off season. So that's going to be interesting to look at with those two guys. What happens with those two guys? Whether the Blazers are able to resign them or not, or yep. if teams throw humongous amounts of money at them and steal them away, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, our last bit of news: Kyle Kuzma has signed a four-year, forty million dollar extension. So not as not as uh, big as the other ones, but good for him for getting some money. Yeah. And uh, now that's it for our news and highlights. We're going to move on to uh, preseason, what was left of it. Uh, Monday, the Pacers beat, excuse me, the Clip. The We're not going to go over every game, are we? No, no, oh, okay. no. Tell me the highlights, Chris. Um, Mavericks beat the Bucks 128-112. Uh, the Raptors beat the Hornets 112-109. Um, Suns lost to the Jazz 111-92. On Monday, Tuesday, uh, the Kings held off the Warriors 114-113. Uh, and the 76ers beat the Celtics 108-99. Wednesday, moving to Wednesday, uh, the Blazers uh, got destroyed by uh, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, we did. Uh, that was hard to watch. Uh, I was really hoping that we come back on Friday when we played them again and, and uh, maybe get a win, but it's kind of the same story. Yeah, I actually did not watch the last game. I forgot. I had like, gotten home from work. I recorded the game. I did a bunch of things. I was about midnight. I was getting ready to go to bed. And I went, yeah. oh, no, the Blazers played. I missed the game. But I was like, dude, it's just preseason. You don't need to watch it. I yeah. thought, check the score. And I checked the score, and we got demolished. And I went, oh, I'm glad I didn't watch. And yeah, I looked terrible. At the, I mean, what? Carmelo was 0 of 7 and stuff? Like, Yeah, he was terrible. It was ISO, 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 miss. ISO, miss. ISO, miss. And Dame didn't play, right? He didn't play in the last game, no, no. CJ did, and it was a lot of ISO too. And I mean, you look at the stat sheet; doesn't look as bad, but yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great uh, look out right. for the Blazers. The second game, especially the one I did watch, which was the uh, first game against Denver, was a little disappointing because we were we were trying to win. We had all our guys in there. Yeah, it's not like we weren't trying to win. They were trying and they were failing. Right. But it's just preseason. But it's preseason. I mean, the Clippers went 0-3. Uh, I think, who was else Who else went 0-3? The Rap- was it the Raptors that went 0-3? Mm. So some other good teams went 0-3 as well. So, mm. or well, did worse than us. I mean, 0-4. Right. We well, were 0-4. Oh, we were 1-3. We were 1-3. Yeah. So they were 0-4. Yeah, we were so good in that first game. We were. So that was kind of like what threw me off. We so I was like, we're so is, good. As the Blazers are they're trying a new defensive scheme. Right. And it just threw everything off. It's just not working. Like on both ends of the floor. It's just not working. Threw everything off the end of the floor. Hopefully they get used to this. They fix things by Wednesday. They've had, they're having three practices between that game and, excuse me, Wednesday mm-hmm. when they play the Jazz and the, the home opener. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get that figured out because that was bad. Um, so, yeah, now we're going to do our uh, Western Conference previews. Yes! Yes! The Western Conference preview 2021. Yes. 2021. And we're going to go over uh, the t- teams in the West, who they lost, who they gained, whether they got better or worse. Then after all that, I'm going to give you my predictions for the Western Conference 
teams. So I'm going to Bovada right now. By the way, right. you know how your computer, if you like, like if I type in R, it takes me right to ripcity2.com. Right. Well, I've been putting in a board game arena because I go there, I play the board game uh, Stone Age online. Okay. And I uh, type in BO, and instead of it going right to board game arena, now it goes right to Bovada. So. All week long, every time I'm going to play my game, I'm like, oh, there's Bovada. Let's check them out. Nice. So, yeah. All right, we're going to start with the Portland Trailblazers, of course. Uh, they lost Hassan Whiteside, uh, Mario Hazonia, Jalen Adams, Trevor Reza, Winyan Gabriel, and Jalen Horde, and they gained Robert Covington, Enos Cantor, Derek Jones Jr., Harry Giles, nice. Kelvin, Kelvin Blevins. They got better. Yep. They totally got better. Yeah. Um, you haven't got to see the whole picture yet. Uh, you guys get together, build some chemistry. Um, they're going to be a lot better than they looked uh, this preseason. Can't wait to see it. Um, but yeah, they're a lot better. Um, they're a lot deeper. Like for everybody they lost, they pretty much gained somebody better. So they got better. Uh, the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Lost Rajon Rondo, Avery yep. Bradley, Danny Green, yep. Dwight Howard, and Quinn Cook. Who they waived. A lot they of important added, people. They added they added Dennis Schroeder, Montrose Harrell, Wes Matthews, yep. Marcus All and Alfonso McKinney. Yeah, they, they add they, they lost a bunch of good people, but they gained a bunch of good people. Yeah, but did they I don't know if they got they I don't know if they got better. They're probably about the same. Right. I mean it basically just kinda of added added on what they lost. Right. For the most part. Um, They're starting, what, three new players? They're starting Danny Green. They're starting Gasol. No, Danny Green is gone. Wait, what am Not I talking about? Danny. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Wes Matthews? Are they starting Matthews? Wes Matthews. They're starting Matthews, I believe. They were in the preseason anyway. They were? Yeah. Guys, I guess I was thinking about the Sixers. I was like, the Sixers are, Sixers yeah. are starting uh, Ben Simmons. And Seth Curry. Well, apparently, and Danny well, apparently Green. Pope is going to be Pope is going to be their starting point guard. Per se, and then per se, and then um, I guess Matthews and LeBron and Davis and uh, Montrez. Let me. Uh, I want to see what right. they did their last game, because um, that'll tell us what what they think the rotation is. I'm looking up December seventeenth. Nope. December 16th. Lakers at Suns. Lakers won. Let me see. With Kuzma leading the way. Oh, boy. Kuzma. Um, they started Dennis Schroeder. That's right. Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma. Gasol, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. And they brought Montrezl Harrell. Wesley Matthews and Taylor Horton Tucker, Quinn Cook, Marquise Morris, Jared Dudley off the bench. KCP didn't play, so you think KCP is going to start instead of they Schroeder? They said he's going to start. Yeah, they said he's going to start a point guard. So Schroeder's coming off the bench. Yeah, Schroeder wants to start, but he's coming off the bench. Right, got it. But so many people are saying they had the best off season of any any of any team in the NBA. Yeah, they did. I don't, I don't think that's I don't think that's true necessarily. Like well, they had a good they, off they landed 
the number one and number two vote getters in six man of the year. Yeah, he did that. I'll give him that. Landed a future All Star center. I mean, a previous an ex All Star center, Marcus All. Yeah, but he's towards the end of his career. I think I don't know that Montrezl Harrell is going to play as good in right the, the Lakers as he did with the Clippers. What do you think about think this guy? They're well. all raving about Taylen Horton Tucker. I think he's good. That, that kid's good. He's young. He's he's got a lot of potential. Um, I mean, you showed him preseason that he can score. He can do a little bit of this and that. So he's going to be really good. They're how'd they get him? What pick was he? Uh, I don't remember. Might have even been undrafted. Really? Why did we get him? Scout predicts Taylor Horton Tucker for most improved player. Um, Wikipedia. Let's see his deal. He went to uh, Iowa State for one year. He was drafted in the 2019 draft. Round two, the 46th pick overall. 46 Just like uh, C.J. Yeah. Ellaby. Yeah. There you go, and uh, and who he was selected by the Magic, and I don't know if he went in a trade or if they waived him, but I think they waived. I think he, he played for the Lakers last year, and he played for the South Bay Lakers. By the way, speaking of South Bay Lakers, is the G League happening? Apparently I feel like is. I read somebody say something like so and so is going to be playing in the G. Oh. Jeremy Lin apparently signed with the Warriors or was about to sign with the Warriors. And they said he yeah. was going to be playing on the Golden State Warriors G League team. I heard that, yes. Is there G League? Apparently there is. Because he's, yeah, I mean, if they're saying that, it's, it's going to, I mean, they're doing it. Is yeah. there G League? I'm looking. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, the NBA G League may return either fully or partially in a bubble. This is this is a, a month and a half ago, an article. It says it couldn't finish it last season due to the coronavirus pandemic and the challenges of commercial travel during it. So a bubble might be the only way for the league to resume. That's November 6th. Right. So I don't know any story. Here we go. G League, here's an article from... Uh, from uh, two weeks ago. G League pushing to play season. Keep Team Ignite afloat. Well, the sports world's continued. Because remember, there were some players who chose not to go to college. Like top yeah. recruits that chose not to go to college. And they, they signed contracts with the G League. Yes. Uh, it oh, yeah, says, well, the sport... Uh, blah, 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 blah. The NBA's G League is reportedly determined to push forward on playing next year. According to ESPN's David McMenamin, a key motivation for ensuring the league's upcoming season is played is that of keeping Team Ignite from a disastrous inaugural season. What's Team Ignite? Do you know who that is? I don't know. Despite health concern, the G League is determined to play its season. The developmental team... Is the new focal point of the association's development league, featuring some of the top prospects of the sport. Oh, I see. This team ignite is a team that was going to play with like high school players who signed with them. Right. 
including Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuminga, two marquee upcoming names, and granting them an option to play professionally straight out of high school as opposed to going the, the college route. In an effort to keep the G League season a possibility, the league is considering a plan that would mimic the NBA's recent postseason bubble, looking to Atlanta as a potential site. Yeah, that's the only way they could do it because... Right, they're not. They they chart. They they fly commercial. They don't have their own plane. Yeah. So they're yeah, flying yeah. all over the place, getting on planes with people. Quarantining in the same same bubble. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it is. So we'll yeah. Such a plan would. It says here. But we're looking to Atlanta. The league would also play a shortened season from January until March, rather than the usual fifty games between November and March. Such a plan would not include all twenty nine of G League's teams. Much no, like the NBA's bubble only brought 22 teams to Orlando. G League uh, president. Do you know who G League president is? I forget. Sir, uh, former Blazer, Sharif Abdurrahim. Oh, Sharif Abdurrahim. He yeah. has thus asked franchises to volunteer to forego the season, according to ESPN, with a goal of 14 to 20 of those 29 clubs competing in 2021. Huh. Wow. Interesting. Wow. There you go. We break news go. right here. Right here. All right. Where uh, were the, we? Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Uh, they lost Montrez Harrell, Rodney Magruder, Jamichael Green, and Laundry Shamit, and they added Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard, and Nick Batum. Nick Batum. Nick Batum. Ah, uh, they get worse just by adding them. No. <laughs> no, no, they got a little worse. They got worse. Uh, I mean. Serge Ibaka kind of almost cancels out Montrose Harrell. They're uh, Kennard. Yeah. Nick Batum, maybe, uh, you know. I don't think they completely both cancel out, uh, you know, Shamit, Green, and Magruder leaving. So right. I think they, they got a little bit worse. Okay. But, uh, they're still pretty good. All right. Uh, let's see here. The Denver Nuggets, they lost Mason Pumley, Jeremy Grant, Tory Craig, and Noah Bonnelay. They added... Michael Green, Isaiah Hartenstein, R.J. Hampton, and Blackco Cancer, as well as Kundo uh, Campasso. This R.J. Hampton guy is supposed to be good. Yeah. Do you know anything is, about yeah. him? Uh, he's. You know, they, they. No, I just know they drafted him in the 24th pick in the draft, and he's supposed to be pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, they. You get what when you lose Jeremy Grant and Mason. When you lose your front court, you think you're going to get a whole lot worse. But I mean, Isaiah, I watching them in preseason, man. Isaiah Hartenstein fits really well with them. Um, Jump Green too. Um, I, you know, with Michael Porter Jr. coming up, I don't think they got any worse. I was thinking they were going to get worse without Jeremy Grant, but they they still look pretty yep. solid. Yep. So. In a way, Jeremy Grant leaving could actually be a plus because it gives more minutes to Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, and I think that's what's happened. We're seeing it's one of those addition by subtraction moves right. in bowl bowl. So, yeah, I mean, did they get better? Um, maybe. They might have. I don't know if by by additional players, but probably by um, you know another year of of continuity, keeping this team together and growing. Mm-hmm. They've probably gotten better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the Houston Rockets lost Robert Covington, Jeff Green, Tyson Chandler, Thabo Sofalosha, Austin Rivers, Jamar Carroll, and Luke Mba Amute. They added Christian Wood, 
Penny Wooten, John Wall, Demarcus uh, Cousins, and Sterling Brown. Oh, they also lost, uh, excuse me, uh, Russell Westbrook. They, did they get better? Eh, a little bit. I mean, they got Christian Wood. He makes them better. It's John mm-hmm. Wall. John Wall is probably better than for them than Westbrook. Uh, Demarcus Cousins. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what kind of level last time we saw play him at. playing was in the finals. Yeah, and he swung one of those games for the Golden State Warriors against the Raptors. Yeah, he had a pretty good game. Yeah. And he had some pretty good showings in the preseason, but it's not. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be at the level. We still don't know if it's going to, he's going to be at the level that he was before his injury. Right. And they also got Sterling Brown, which is pretty good. It's a good shooter for them, so it kind of mm-hmm. helped him place. Austin Rivers. Um, I think they got a little better, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, I think they got a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Utah Jazz. So, I will say they got a little better, but because of all this drama with. James Harden, that's really going to mess them up. And he's probably going to be traded, and then they're going to be worse. So keep your eye on that. Right. But it depends on uh, who they trade him for. That I guess. But I think they're not going to be whoever they, he they get. It's not going to be James Harden. So I think they're going to be worse. Okay. But we'll see. Who, we'll keep our eye on that, and we'll see. Okay. Uh, the Utah Jazz lost Ed Davis and Tony Bradley. Pretty much nobody. They gained Derek Favors back and uh, Shaquille Harrison. They got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, getting Derek Favors back. They, you know, they just uh, signed Gobert to the extension. They signed Donovan Mitchell to the max extension. And but Donovich will be playing. He didn't play in the bubble. He didn't play in the bubble. They re-signed Jordan Clarkson. Uh, they're so they're going to be good this year. They're going to be better. It's all a team as long as they can stay healthy. Mike Conley Jr. can stay healthy. Yeah, they're solid. Yep. Uh, the Phoenix Suns added Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, Damian Jones, Abdel Nader, Etwan Moore, and Langston Galloway. They lost Kelly Oubre Jr., Jalen Leke, Ty Jerome, Frank Kaminsky, Ricky Rubio, and Aaron Baines. Um, they got, I mean, they got, they got Chris Paul, so they're better. They got worse in the front court. You know, they lost depth with, you know, Aaron Baines and Frank Kaminsky leaving. Um, mm-hmm. so that kind of that kind of sucks. Uh, they did get Jay Crowder. He's probably going to play some power forward for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they got better with Chris Paul. They're better. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. They do Chris Paul and Booker. They're going to be Although, good. Aiden getting better, you know, as he gets more experience. Although... I- Granted, Chris Paul just helps even with like assistant coaching type um, stuff. Right. You know this. Chris Paul's years may be behind him. I mean, this could be the year Chris Paul turns out to not be very good. It father could be. Ta- father time is undefeated. Right. And who knows? Maybe he. We don't know if he has like much left in inside him or not. And maybe you know Phoenix is not where he wants to be, and it, maybe this is the key to him finally. Headed towards retirement. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, they lost Kai Bowman and they lost uh, Clay Thompson by injury for the year. Um, that's why I equated that. Uh, and then they added Kent Bazemore, Brad Wanamaker, Kelly Bray Jr., James Wiseman through the draft, mm-hmm. and, of course, Jeremy Lin. Um, Should we wor- be worried about the fact that the Warriors have James Wiseman? Not this like year. Like that poll said, in five years, he's going to be the best player. Yeah, in, in five years. We should be worried down the line. Right. Not this year. Okay. Um, I hope he'll be all right this year, but he's not going to – he's going to take him a few years. 
But in a few years, yeah, we should be worried. Okay. Um, especially with Clay Thompson coming back next year. In the future, they're going to get good again. Yeah. Um, but without Clay Thompson, they've gotten worse even by even with adding Oubre and Wanamaker and Bazemore, who's I mean we have we had Bazemore on our team and we're gonna find out how good of a coach Steve Kerr is. We are, yes, because it's not yeah, like the Warriors much, don't have yeah. players, right? I mean Wiggins is a player, Oubre is a player. They're not like that's true total losers on their team. They're just right, not Clay right. Thompson and Kevin Durant. You know, and they still have a Green. They have Pascal. You know, he has Steph Curry. A, Curry should yeah. be able to get this team to the playoffs. We'll we'll see if he's good enough. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. It's if they do get to the playoffs, it'll be to the play-in. Mm. I don't think they're going to be. Uh, they're not going to be in the higher seeds. Mm. I think they'll be in the play-in if they do make it. And I think I do have the message. When we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks added Josh Richardson, Westside Wundu, James Johnson, and Tyler Bay to the draft. Uh, and then they lost Seth Curry, DeLone Wright, and Justin Jackson. Uh, Seth Curry and DeLone Wright were big players for them. They were, yeah. But Josh, Josh Richardson and Wes I one do help to make up for that. Um, we'll see. You think they got better? I think they got a little bit better defensively. Um, overall, I think they're probably about the same. Right. I mean, they're going to get a little better with, I mean, you know, Doncic is only going to get better and better every year. Though Porzingis is, who knows, you know, how he's going to be able to come back from his injury and if he'll be the same. So I think the success of their season is going to depend, you know, highly on that. Um, but they do have they do have some pretty good, play, you know, some role players, you know, and Dwight Powell, they got uh, Maxi Kleber off the bench, Boban. Right. Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, mm-hmm. Stein just re-signed with them. They got Trey Burke. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to miss Seth Curry. They're going to miss this shooting. We yeah, miss him, are. too. We miss him, yeah. I wish we could get him back, yeah. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs, they added Devin Vassell. And they lost Brent Forbes and uh, Chimizi Matu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... They didn't get worse. They got a little. I mean, Devin Devin Vassell helps them get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, not not much better. Um, right. They're not going to make the playoffs or anything. Um, they probably might even be worse off this year because other teams are getting better. So, uh, Sacramento Kings. They added uh, Tyler Halliburton, Hassan Whiteside, Frank Kaminsky, Glenn Robinson the third. They lost. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Harry Giles, Yogi Ferrell, and Alex Wynn, they got worse. But they got this uh, Halliburton guy. I hear he's good. Yeah, yeah but they lost they lost Bogdanovich. They let him go, and they lost Giles to us. Right. He's amazing. Uh, makes, know, buddy ha- makes Buddy Heald happy. It probably means he gets the start. Yeah, I'm, yeah it does. Um, but yeah, but Tyler, Tyler Halliburton's going to be good. Or excuse me, Tyrese Halliburton's going to be good. Um, I saw on my side, we know how that works out. Mm-hmm. Frank Kaminsky, it looked like he was playing pretty well for them in the preseason. So, I mean, they got worse. They got worse, but, you know, they're not going to be a playoff team anyway. Um, the Thunder, my goodness, they added Al Horford, George Hill, Darius Miller, 
Trevor Reese, Justin Jackson, Josh Gray, uh, Zion Cheatham, Cheatham, uh, Kendrick Williams, Alexa J, uh, Posegovic, uh, Theo Maldon, and Vincent Poirier. They lost Chris Paul, Norwin's Knowles, Steve Adams, Abdel Nader, Andre Roberson, and Danilo Gallinari. They got way worse. They got worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, they still have guys like Horford and Hill and Ariza and... But, like, how do they fit together? Like, I don't know. Well, they're not trying to win, right? No, I don't think so. And it's just such a weird. Horford's a good player, though. I know he didn't work on the Sixers. Yeah. But it's hard to imagine like a team just totally sucking with him on the team. Yeah. And this Shagel just Alexander guy is supposed to be really good. Yeah, he is. And this is yeah his moment to shine. It is, yeah. And we'll see how 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 well he does that. But it's this just seems like such strange. The roster it just seems like a such a strange composition. Yeah, like it doesn't doesn't seem like it fits together. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. You know, and the Pistons is kind of like that too. But yeah, it's all right. We have the New Orleans Pelicans next. They added uh, Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, uh, Carol Lewis to the draft. They added Willie Hernan Gomez, and of course, Winyan Gabriel from the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. They they lost uh, Drew Holiday, Derek Favors, Darius Miller, Josh Gray, uh, Zion Tatum, Kendrick Williams, and uh, Etwan Moore. What do you think? Did they get better or worse? Um, it's hard to sell. I mean, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Bledsoe, right? Eric Bledsoe, get confused with Drew Bledsoe, that whole thing. <laughs> but he, um, he was the starting point guard on a team that won the most games in the regular season. I know it was Giannis's team, but he showed that he can be a point guard on a winning team. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Drew Drew Holiday is considered the better player and the big get from Milwaukee. But what do you think, Chris? Well, I mean, they definitely get better in the front court with uh, the addition of Steve Adams. I mean, yeah. Steve Adams and Zion, and Zion are going to make a heck of a front court. Um, I mean, they lose a little bit of defense, and you know, they lose defense and Drew Holiday. But uh, offensively, I think Eric Bledsoe can make up for most of what uh, they lost in Drew Holiday uh, offensive wise. Um, but they also lost a lot of the role players. Um, get one in. He's if he could have a breakout year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, William Hernan Gomez is pretty pretty good. So that kind of mm -hmm. makes up for you know the loss of Derek Favors a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. you know they I think they got a little bit better. I think they got a little bit better. Well, the um, other thing too is there's also player development, and Zion right. should be better, and that may be the reason they get better just because their young players get better. Right, yeah. I mean, Zion's definitely going to be better. Too. Who knows what his ceiling yeah. is. Yeah, he just signed an extension, so. Yeah, you know, I think they got a little better, and we'll see how that translates here in the season. Um, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. They added Ricky Rubio back again, yet again, <laughs> to the Timberwolves. Uh, you, can't, you just can't get away from them. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, Jada McDaniels, and Leandro Balmaro from the draft, and they lost James Jones, Evan Turner, uh, Maurice Bowman and Jacob Evans. Oh, and they also added Ed Davis. Uh, so they got better. I mean, they get better, of course, with uh, Anthony Edwards. So Rubio Edwards. is coming off the bench? Rubio will be coming off the bench, yes. He was the starting point guard on, like, a team that went 8-0 in the bubble. And now he has to, like, come off the bench behind uh, D'Angelo behind Russell? Russell? Yes, he's coming off the bench behind D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, we'll see how that works. Yeah, it's kind of kicking the pants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, they got. I mean, of course, they get a little bit better with the Anthony Edwards, so it's going to take a couple year, year or two for him to kind of get into NBA form. And what and, kind of uh, player do you think he'll be coming to his own? Uh, like I think he'll be year, like fifteen points a game or less. Oh yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll average fifteen a game. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is he what he's starting shooting guard? Uh, yeah, he'll be their shooting guard. Yeah. Okay. But then Malik Beasley, what does he do? Small forward? He'll be at their small forward, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. some decent players there. They have some decent players. I mean, they're better. They're a little Towns. bit better this year. Who but... else would be in their starting lineup? Uh, Russell and... Uh, would be their, their big guy. Towns, Russell... Um, here, I'm looking up their, I'm looking up their roster. Um... I'm missing that fifth guy in. The I mean, line. they were they were starting Jake Lehman in the preseason, but I don't know. Yeah, Jake Lehman. I forget exactly. Yeah, they right. Were so starting I told him. Me it he might be him. He may be. He might be the. He might be the guy. Yeah. Wow. Might be his time. Yeah, I hope so. There's season, nothing so. more fun as a Blazer fan than a game for the Blazers in which Lehman played well, right? Oh yeah, when it's he true. Played yeah. Well, it was so much fun to watch. It was, and when he played well in Portland, the Blazers played well. Yeah, when he played well, we played well. So yeah. you know, he's that kind of guy. So it's exciting to see him do those kind of things on other teams. You know, and yeah, the Timberwolves as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, last but not least, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they added Desmond Bain to the draft. Xavier Tillman. They did add Mario Azonia in a trade uh, with the Blazers and the Celtics, but they waived him, and they lost Josh Jackson. Um, so they haven't really gotten better or worse, I don't think, uh, with players they've added or, or lost. I think they, they're, they're going to get better with, uh, like we were talking about with the Pelicans, these younger players gaining more experience and getting better um, as we go, you know, with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, those type of guys on yeah, his no, team are only going to get better. going to make the kind of jump that uh, Doncic made from year one to year two? He very well could. could. He very yeah. well could. Now, I'd see him Jared make a jump. Jackson's, uh, What's Jaron Jackson's uh, status? When's he coming back? I'm looking it up. I don't know. He did not play in the preseason. He's not ready yet, I don't think. I don't think he'll be there to start the regular season. I think it's going to be like kind of like a Zach Collins type deal where he's going to be back you know, a month or two into the season. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's the other half of their young core. Yeah, but they get, they get a little bit better. I mean, they're going to be probably good enough to make the play in. Nice. So, yeah. All right, well, that's it for the, uh, the previews, the Western Conference previews now yeah. for my predictions, the 2020-21 Western Conference predictions. Here well, we go. Should I, uh, should I list Bovada first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, list them first. Yes, please. We'll list, uh, let's see. Bovada's futures for the NBA. Basketball. I'm on bovada.lv. I go to basketball, I go to NBA, I go to, uh, come on now, futures is what I'm looking for, right? Right. And they have American odds, dissemble, uh, they have a lot of things here. Uh, futures, here we go. All right, so, and NBA, I got college futures here. Um. What? Okay, hold on. Well, this All is right. 
prop bet? I mean, go to questions and I'll come back with. I, I mean, go to your go to your rankings first, and then I'll come back to you with okay. Bovada's. All right. So here's my rankings. I'm going to start uh, at the top with the Lakers at number one, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers at number two, the Denver Nuggets at number three, the Portland Trailblazers at number four, the Dallas Mavericks at number five, the Utah Jazz at number six, the Pelicans number seven, the Suns number eight. The Warriors, number nine. They would be higher, but without Clay Thompson, putting them down to number nine. Uh, the Grizzlies, number ten. Houston, number eleven. Because I believe Harden's going to be traded. And I think they're going to be. They're going to finish lower in their standings in the West. Uh, the Spurs, number twelve, thirteen for Sacramento. The Minnesota Timberwolves at fourteen, and the last and the least, <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder. So yes. Sorry, so, Thunder uh, fans. Bovada. I believe now, when I was looking, the bets had to be in by today at 4 o'clock. Oh. So I think that's why they don't list them. They just they have a, a Golden State-Brooklyn. They've got a Brooklyn beating Golden State. They've got Lakers beating the Clippers. And that those are the opening night games. And uh, we missed our chance to bet on the Blazers, dude. I know. What about, uh, hold on. What about I'm looking team totals? Is that total wins or total? No, dude, we missed the boat because we should have placed our bet earlier. Should have done it. So, uh, so who's your Western Conference Finals then? Uh, it's going to be the Lakers and the Blazers in the Western Conference Final. Lakers and the Blazers. I love it. Who's going to win? The Blazers, right? Hopefully, yeah. Now, wait, wait, wait. What You put the Blazers at the four seed, right? Uh, the fifth seed. Yeah. No, the fourth seed. The fourth seed. That means no, the we play seed. the Lakers in the second round. Oh, we play them in the second round. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess yeah. the, I guess it's going to be the Blazers and the, the, the Clippers then. All right. I mean, or the Nuggets. we're good at predicting stuff. We know that. We have history here. Actually, I think it'll be the Blazers and the Nuggets. Blazers and the Nuggets? That'd be good. Yeah. We have we have experience beating them in the playoffs. Yeah. And we'll see what happens with that. And our Magic 8 ball is 1-1. One and one and uh, it has we have some predictions for it for tomorrow. For the tomorrow Wednesdays for the uh, season openers. Many of yeah. those games. We've asked the 8 ball and we'll share the results with that of that with you guys on the next podcast. Nice. Love it. Um... So, questions. Oh, yes. Yeah, we have several questions here, and the first one comes from Tester, and he asks, uh, what would have to happen for Stotts to lose his job this season? I don't think he would be fired mid-season, because he wasn't fired after getting swept by the Pelicans as the three seed. Even if the Blazers started like 0-20 or something, some hideous dirt, well, he wouldn't get fired? they're not going to go 0-20. If they went 0-20, if they went 0-20, maybe he would be 0-10. I don't think he would be... I think the, the earliest stocks would get fired would be if we didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Or if, you know, uh, if he could go down like Nate, Nate McMillan did, um, falling out of the playoff race with like a month, couple months to go, and you're getting right. beaten by 40 every night. That's when he to- would. But even that, I think they would wait till after the season. But if we don't make the playoffs, I can't imagine they're like, yeah, let's run it back. So if we make the playoffs again and we get swept in the first round again, he or stays. we get we lose, you think he's gonna stay? Okay. Yes. 
Interesting. All right. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not going to happen, dude. We're not going to yeah. get swept. I know. I didn't. I'm just saying if. I said if. <laughs> it's a big capital letters, capital I, capital F. Okay. If. Yeah. All right. So there's your answer to that, Tester. Next question is from McZaggery. Said, "Who would win in a game of one on one, Eric or Chris?" Well, it's close. We've both beaten each other a lot. Yeah, we both won. Yeah. We we play seven game series, and they most almost always go to seven. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and uh, and it's always usually one of us coming back from like down, oh you know oh three. We have a little <laughs> basketball. Yes, we have a little basketball court outside work, and uh, I've been working on my game specifically designed around the way Chris guards me. So I've been like working on my oh, really court, Chris. interesting. Oh man! And so you guys know, not next weekend, not not in two weeks. Uh, the 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 Sunday podcast after New Year's, I am going to drive down to Portland where Chris is, and we're going to play basketball. We're going to watch the Blazers game on TV, and then we're going to do a podcast live in the same room together. And we can tell you all about how badly I beat Chris. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> what? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will tell you the results, but uh, that that might not be the result. That may uh, not be the result. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you remember Eric, but. When we play, you cannot defend me because every time you defend me, I make the, the shot. shots go in. Yes, yes. The shots totally go in true. every every time you defend me. Yeah, I somehow the make the shot. Go in. Yeah, and they're no like not starting. easy shots either. They're nope. crazy shots, and they yep. always no find a way in. Chris. <laughs> My defense. Gives he's got. Just... He's got to leave me wide open, and I'll miss. Yeah, exactly. Guard me. I, I, yeah, I just I make defensive adjustments. Don't guard him. Don't guard me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Russell oh Westbrook gosh. defense. Leave him open. Well, yeah, leave him wide open, yeah. All right. Uh, Nate Bishop asks, why is CJ such a selfish ball hog? He's not. He's doing his job. He's a shooting guard. So he's he doing shoots. his job. And, Even uh, when he's like in the running into running to the basket and there's like three guys there guarding him and he doesn't he throws he it up and doesn't kick it out. But he never makes it. He he, he, <laughs> he always loses. It's always a turnover. There's never a foul called, and there's like always a guy open in the corner that could have hit a three, or at least right. had a really good chance at hitting a three. Right. And he doesn't kick it out. It's like kick it out, dude. What are you doing? You know. Oh, you're right. You know, I get. You know, I get. You know, he has the kind of the the ego of a star, the the mindset of a star. He wants to be the head of the you know the head guy in the team. I mean, Dame's the head guy in the team. But when he's not there, usually is when CJ plays his best and he plays like he's the star of the team. Mm -hmm. And he kind of takes over games and he kind of does, like, I'm going to do it all myself. Um, but, yeah, he has to learn to pass the ball a little bit more. I mean, he's gotten better at it, actually. I think over the last few years, he's actually gotten better at passing the ball. But he needs he, there's still some work to be done on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, whenever he runs the point when Lillard misses a game, he gets lots of assists. So That's true. I yeah. think he just feels like he has a different role when he's playing alongside Dane. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it says it's they're such similar players. They almost it's at times they can cancel each other out, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Hoop Guru asks, "Do you guys think with Nurk and Gary Trent Jr. signing with Clutch that it helps or hurts the Blazers' chances of re-signing them?" It could hurt us because they've already um, uh, rec suggested to uh, 
um, Gary Trent Jr. that he bet on himself and not sign the extension we wanted to sign him to. Right, and that hurts because we could have a huge. He might get a huge contract offer next summer. We may not be able to, you know, especially after what we did with taking the Alan Crab contract. Neil might have to think twice about paying Gary Trent what twenty million a year or something like that. It's going to be offered like what fourteen million a year, and he turned it fourteen. He turned it down, yeah. And then and it's going to be Nurkic goes. We have one more year with Nurkic after this year, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, so um, you know, time will tell. And, you know, with all these players, you know, getting extensions, you know, today, like, Luke Kennard got an extension for, like, four years, 50 million or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, we had, you have, uh, what, on the Magic, you had uh, Isaac, Jonathan Isaac getting a crazy, like, four-year, $80 million extension. Hurt. And his he's knee, hurt. like, his knee is terrible. Like, you're going to pay a bad guy with a bad knee that much money? That makes no sense. And then who was it that got seconds? Crazy seventy-three million dollar deal that didn't make sense to me. It was uh, what is this crazy? All these extensions of these guys that wouldn't typically make this kind of money are making this kind of money now. So that's going to drive Gary Trent Jr.'s price tag up and possibly Nurkic's price tag up with Gobert getting two hundred and five million. So right. it's going to get crazy negotiating these contracts. Yeah. Well, you know, the Blazers might have to decide to trade some players to make room. Might have to decide, like, people, who do we want, who, who do we not right. want. But a lot of people, a lot of teams cleared cap room for Giannis and or Rudy Gobert, and now they're off the market. So right. you have all these people which want to spend their money, and they might spend it all on Gary Trent Jr. They could. You know, someone like the Knicks could throw a lot of money at Gary Trent Jr. You know, maybe even more than the Blazers are willing to pay him, and then yep. he's gone. Yep. You know, the Blazers, it might be a... Blazers might have to decide whether they want CJ or they want Gary Trent Jr. and they might have to make moves to make room for either one. Or, but yeah, it's tough. It's going to be tough. That you know, price tag for players is going up and up and up and up and up. And with with the money they're already paying CJ and Dame, it's going to be really tough to be you know to resign both right. Gary Trent Jr. and Nurkic at that high of a cost. So right, yeah, it's going right. to be tough. Well, it all depends on like you know how well we play. You know, I'm still convinced. That if Harden had played just a little better in those finals in 2012 and they had won the title, or even if they had made forced a sixth game in those NBA finals, I think Oklahoma City would have would have paid Harden. Harden wanted, you know, a max contract and they didn't feel like he was worth it, so they traded him. But maybe if if uh, Harden played a little better, they it would have been a no brainer. So we're kind of in the same situation right. with Gary Trent. It's like if he plays really good and it's clear he's good and he plays well in the playoffs, then you keep the team together. But if right. we lose in the first round or get swept in the first round, you don't pay a ton of money to lock in a team that can't win playoff games. Right. And you have you to wonder if you have to wonder if Harden did get that extension and was never traded to the Rockets where he got to become his you know you know, got to get his own team. And be you know be the, the star of this team, right. and he was still, you know remained the third you know the second or third option in in OKC. Would he have become the player that I mean, he, he is? He was coming off the bench in OKC, and he was fine with that. And he even said when they were negotiating his contract, you know, I'm sacrificing to come off the bench, but I want you to pay me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but had he stayed, had they had they, had they, had he stayed, would he become the player that he is? Well, I mean, not that's... not. 
not being the head of the not being the head star I player of the, the team. The reverse of that is what would have Ginobili been if Ginobili went to another team and got his own team. You know. Yeah. Was he good enough really to run his own team? I don't know. I don't know either, but he was pretty good. He was good, but he's not. I don't. I don't know if he's so good. Would enough we to run say his that about Harden if Harden had stayed on OKC and been a six man? Maybe not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, we got one more question from Paul. He asked, "Will the Blazers be able to make the needed adjustments by Wednesday? They looked pretty dang terrible in preseason." Yeah, we did look bad in preseason. Well, the first game we looked great. We looked like the best offense in the league, and the defense was a little shaky. But you know, we looked we looked pretty good in that first game. But the 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 next three games, no good. Because the Blazers are trying to change their defensive scheme, and it just kind of threw everything off. You're just you know, hope and that they, they're ready to go when the games count. Yeah, and if they've they've had three uh, practices between preseason and uh, on Wednesday, right? So you know, hopefully, yeah, they'll have time to figure things out. And everybody's um, get, in the same get to know boat. each other a little better. Everybody yeah, had yeah. to rush back into training camp, so there's no excuses right. here. No excuses. So they got to come out Wednesday, uh, like they came out on the first game of preseason, and yeah. destroy it. Yeah. Uh, that is it for all with all of our questions. Thank you. Uh, if you'd Thank like to you. submit questions for next week's episode, you can do so uh, by throwing us a tweet at, on Twitter at, at WithMBA. Uh, you can uh, drop a comment or a uh, question uh, on the Around the NBA with Chris and Eric Facebook page or the Blazers Forum Facebook page or, of course, at RipCity2.com. On Sundays, there's always a thread there for your questions and comments. We appreciate you listening. And as always, go Blazers. Go Blazers. We did it, good.